AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Carefully Reckless, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. And just like that, we're back with yet another Carefully Reckless episode with your girl, Jess Hilarious. Look, I don't want y'all to start calling me no Dr. Hilarious or, or Dr. Jess or nothing, but I really be feeling like I'm helping y'all. And I know I say this every week. But it never gets old to me when I open up my DMs from the Carefully Reckless page and you guys are telling me, oh, my God, Jess, you've helped me. Oh, my God, I did sit down and have a conversation. Oh, my God, things are so much better. Now, I only had a few people tell me that their situation is still the same, but that's because they they really, really, really are in love and they just want to see it through. And some people want to see it through. And sometimes people have to go through with their journey to see what wasn't good for them. Sometimes it's not even what somebody else telling you what you can do is the answer. No, 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 no. Sometimes you just have to go through things for yourself. But I love the people that I am able to help. I love hearing that feedback that I was able to help you guys. And I love hearing the other feedback, too, that I wasn't able to help. That just means you need some professional help. okay? (laughs) some licensed professional help, because I think I'm pretty professional. What y'all think? Let me know. So we're going to jump right in. This is a long story, mind you, but it is a good one. This woman submitted voice notes. And I mean, her situation is just, oh my God, up and down, crazy. It's like a ball of confusion that just unravels before our ears. So listen and listen carefully because it's rather long. So this may be the only one I get to cover today, but trust me, this one story is worth it. All right. Hey, Jess, um, I'm going to try to keep this story short, but I definitely need you to fix my mess. Okay, so a little backstory. I moved to Charlotte five years ago from Baltimore, and I met a guy maybe a year after I moved here. And we had been good up until 10 months ago. It all went left out of really out of nowhere. You know, when they say you don't have to go looking for stuff, it just falls in your lap sometimes. So that's what happened. So we were inconsistent. So it was off and on, but we care for each other. We love each other. He never went a day without telling me how much he loved me, but we never made it official, official, but that definitely was an understanding. We definitely had a situation. We talked about having kids, all of that. It just, we was never consistent. Yes, I talked to other people on the side, but he was my main person. We're both in our late 30s. He wanted more, but in the back of my head, I always felt like there was something he was not always being upfront with me about. 
He's been married before, so he used to say that he's not rushing to anything, but he knew he wanted to get married again, but he wanted to get all everything, like a house and all of that stuff first. Before he settled down again, he would like to say because his ex-wife, basically, she took everything, and he was, like, living in the car and all of that stuff. So he wanted to have his own before he settled down again. Okay, whatever, I hear you. But he always made me feel like I was that one. Like, when those things happened, because he always kept me in the loop with buying a house, all of that. So he made me feel like I was that one. But again, I always felt something still wasn't right. So let's get to this real story, why I need you to fix my mess. So one night, 10 months ago, I went over his house, and when I got there, I just kept saying, something ain't right. And I would just keep asking him, like, what you do different in here? I always used to tell him, for him to be a single guy living on his own, his house definitely didn't just look like a bachelor's pad. Looked like somebody had decorated his house. It had a woman's touch, I'll say, but he used to always tell me I was tripping. Anyway, when I would stay with him, I would spend a night he would get up and go to work, leave me there. I would get up whenever I was ready to head out to go to work or whatever to go back home. He always left me in his house without any prop. So this one particular night, it maybe been like 11 o'clock or so. And he made a call me like, yeah, I got to get up early in the morning around 3 o'clock to be to work by whatever time. And I'm like... Okay, but he made the comment to make it seem like he he wanted me to leave. Because he said something like, now I want you to have to get up at 3 in the morning. And I'm saying to myself, any other time you have to get up or whatever time, you left me here and I would just see myself out. But, you know, I was like, I'm not even going to question it. Because I'm never going to beg somebody for me to stay. I got my own place. I take my ass home. So that's what I did. But it bothered me so much. The next day I'm at work, but I'm thinking about it. And so I said something to him. I'm like, what's the difference? Why all of a sudden now I need to go home instead of just staying at night, even if you got to get up early? He like, no, nah, babe, you know I love you. I didn't want you to get up and leave then. You know, I don't like for you to go home in the middle of the night. You could have stayed. You should have just said something. I would have rather you stay. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Because if you would have rather me stay, you wouldn't even have commented that you had to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and you didn't want me to have to get up. Or you could have been like, yeah, I got to get up at 3 in the morning, but of course see your way out whenever you get ready. Um, he like, wow, that's why we need to communicate. I tell you all the time, speak up. If you feel some type of way, speak up. I wasn't a kid. You could have stayed. You already know you could have stayed. So he does this thing where if I bring something to his attention, if I say something, he likes to switch it up and then play victim or act like I'm tripping. Like he likes to fuss and talk over me. So he finds a way to switch up the story like he always does and talk about the house and how he going to be ready to settle down and move me in. Like he does that. He'll switch up the story and just try to start saying stuff he think I want to hear. But that shit was still on my mind, so I didn't let it go. So for some reason, something told me to go to his Instagram. Now, every time he posts something... He has, like, hundreds of comments under everything he posts. And majority of them are females, and it's, like, with a bunch of heart emojis and stuff, which I don't, I don't care. I tell him he got his little fans, whatever. But I clicked on this one particular page, 
So what drew me to this one particular page was the person does nails. Now, he's always, like, really been into females having their nails and stuff done to the point where he would tell me what shape to get. And when I say shapes, he would say coffin, stiletto. He would say um, it like he knew stuff that most men don't know about nails. And I asked him one time, like, why do you know so much about nails? And he was like, don't forget, I was married at one time. I did pay for my wife to get her nails and stuff done. And I'm like... Even if you did pay for your wife to get her nails done, you just give her the money. You don't really know. Most men don't know certain terminology for nails. But I'm like, whatever. So I click on this girl's page. It's her business page. And majority of her page is her showing off her work. So I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. And I come across a video she posts of him. It's a birthday video. And the birthday video, basically, she says on there, like, happy birthday to my day one or something like that. It's real generic. Like, so it doesn't say what they are to each other. But I'm, I, I held that as evidence. So I screenshot that. So then I'm scrolling some more. And then I come across another video of an exact same video he posted on his page when he got his condo. It's like of the key that's saying like, welcome home, home sweet home. And under her post, it basically was saying how she just got a new house or whatever, a new condo and she was moving. And I'm like, it's mind boggling because mind you, the condo, I've been there. I spent the night there several times. Like I was always there. But remember, I said to you how I always felt like his condo looked like it had a woman's touch. But that same furniture that he moved into the condo, he had his townhome when I first met him. Mind you, I used to stay at the townhome too. So I'm just confused. So I screenshotted that as well. I'm like, I'm going to just keep holding on to stuff. So I came up with this whole story. Like, you know, I'm looking for a new person to do my nails because he knew I was like fed up with going to the nail salons here. So I was trying to find, for real, in real life, I really was trying to find like a black person to support. So I went to him. I was like, yeah, I was recommended to this girl. And I realized y'all know each other. So let me ask you about it. You know, you think I should get my nails done by her? I was trying to see if he was going to persuade me to go or not to go to her. So he did exactly what I thought he was going to do. He talked mad shit, basically. Like, nah, you know, I went and go to her. She wrote inconsistent. She liked to cancel on people. Like, shit talked her. And I'm like... Okay, got that in the back of my head, too, because I knew that's what he was going to do. More and more, this situation just not sitting right with me. So after that, I started doing a little bit more research. I found her TikTok, and I find that she is pregnant. She has a sonogram video up of her in the doctor's office, and I told you, him and I talked about having kids, Alright, let's just say he told me he wanted to name his next daughter Tanya. Tanya? In 2022? Yeah, let's say he said he wanted to name his daughter Tanya if he had a child. And so I go on her Instagram page and I see she says, Tanya, mommy and daddy cannot wait to meet you. We love you. We just gonna say Tanya, but just know the name that he really wanted is not a name that most people would name their child. Like, it's a unique name. Mm -hmm. Let's say it was like Wes, okay? 
or Blue Ivory. It was a name like that that everybody is not going to say they want to name their child. So that's what she puts on the post. And as soon as I saw it, my heart dropped because I'm like, what? This girl is pregnant and she never said his name, her name, but I knew by the child's name. Still don't say nothing to him, though. I still don't say nothing to him. I ask him, I say, is there anything you need to share with me? Anything you need to tell me? He's like, no, babe. You know, I don't got nothing to tell you. I don't have to hide nothing from you. If I had something to tell you, you know, I would tell you I love you and all of that. Talking all that stuff. Switch up the conversation again. I'm just like, I'm going to hold on to this stuff. So one night I'm searching, you know, I'm looking up baby registries at this point. I did Walmart, Amazon, Target, Burlington. I did all of that shit. I couldn't find nothing. I'm like, all right, still not going to give up. I know I'm not going crazy. This nigga got this girl pregnant. I'm not stupid. So one random night in the middle of the night, I can't sleep. I Google this time, instead of going directly to the websites, I Google baby registries. And the first thing that pop up was bye-bye baby. And I go straight to the registry and I type her name in. I type his name in. Boom, we'll come up. Her picture, his name, saying the baby was due the next month, okay? And... I screenshotted it, and I, I just saw red from there. This is like 2 o'clock in the morning. So I screenshotted. I sent him everything that I had been screenshotting from when I first got that feeling that he was lying to me about something. Sent everything to him in the middle of the night, and I was like, I know you was lying. It just didn't sit right with me. Told him everything how I felt. That morning, once he gets up and see it, he calls me, and he's on a thousand, like, ready to cuss me out. And he tells me this bullshit-ass story that he had to go to court for child support for his other child with his ex. So he paid this girl however much money to put up a fake registry to make it look like he was the father so that he didn't have to pay more money in child support to his ex-wife. And I lost it. And I'm like, you must think I'm stupid like I was born yesterday. Like, the audacity for you to even think that I would believe this story. I was so pissed off, I hung up. And that was it. For 10 months, we didn't talk. Up until the other day. Hold up, hold up. I know this shit getting good, but listen to just a couple seconds of a commercial. If you love me, you'll listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. 
I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, within that 10 months, I tried to reach out. He never blocked me. I never blocked him on social media or on my phone, never blocked him because I knew it wasn't over. I have a thing when even when somebody hurts me, if I really care about them, I end up going back to them even though I'm the one being hurt, trying to fix it or trying to make it right. So I reached out to him several times. He straight left me on red, ignored me each and every time until last Thursday that just passed. I missed him these last 10 months. I missed him, and I really do care for him. So when he came to see me, I knew it probably wasn't going to be a long visit because, again, since we've been talking, I noticed he only talked to me when he's out the house. As soon as he gets home, I don't hear from him. So that's something new. Now, all of a sudden, once he gets home, I don't hear from him. Like, Saturday he called me. He was outside. It was like 7 in the morning. He was already gone out the house. And I'm the first person he calls when he gets outside. So I'm noticing all of this. I'm noticing all of this in these last couple of days. I say, I'm not going to bring it up while he's here. I'm just going to chill and enjoy his company right now. He's here for maybe an hour or so. He leaves, and then my mind goes to rolling. 
So I text him, like, it was good seeing you. It's been too long. But I know why you had to leave. I know you had to get back home to your family. Because he kept saying certain things when he was here. Like, he wanted to tell me, but he wanted me to bring it up. And I was just like, I'm not bringing it up right now. I don't want to hear the lies because I knew he wasn't going to tell me. But he kept saying certain things. Like, he wants to tell me, but he don't know how I'm going to react. Or he's just not ready. But he was making certain comments saying stuff about babies or what I've been doing the last 10 months, who's been with me the last 10 months, what I've been doing, who's been in my house and all of that stuff. And I was, I was throwing them same questions back at him. And I'm like, I'm sure there's been somebody consistent in your life in the last 10 months. And he like, Oh, that's what you, that's what you believe. And I'm like, I know for sure. And he like, Oh, how, you know, what makes you think, you know, like he was saying stuff and he started saying random stuff about babies. And I'm like, just go ahead and tell me. So when he leaves, I send a message. And in that message, again, I'm just, like, thanking him for coming. And then I said to him, I know that baby is yours. And when you're really ready to have that conversation, let's have it. I said, I think it will make whatever this is a little bit better. We need to have an understanding. I said, because I'm not even going to lie, it stung at first when I found out. But everything happens for a reason. I'm okay with it now. But that still does not deny the love that I have for you. But I would just respect you more if you just came out and told me. So that's what my text message said to him. I was like, I'm going to still love you at the end of the day now. Does that mean our relationship is going to stay the same? No, because I can't say when I hear, yes, that is my baby, how I'm going to feel. I know how I want to feel. I know how I want to just move on. But I don't know. I know already. I know the answer, but I need him to tell me. So he calls me. After I send a text message. And it's like, he's on a thousand again. So you want me to call you? Or you want me to read this message while I'm driving? I can't read this message while I'm driving. And I'm high. And then, like, he come off real crazy. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, what, what you trying to say in this message? If, man, if you wanted to ruin my Sunday, you could have just said all that. What I need to come over your house for? I need to come over there. If you had something to say, you should have said it while I was there. Oh, yo, you should have said it on Friday when we had this conversation, when we was talking about it. Now, you got to ruin my Sunday? You want to ruin my, like, call? And I'm just like... I'm sorry. Why are you yelling? Why are you fussing? Nothing in my message was negative. I ain't read it. You talking about I got family at home? And I'm like, what you mean? If you didn't read the message, you wouldn't have known that I said that in the message. He like, no, you said it when I was there too. Now, why would I have somebody at home waiting on me and I'm here? I'm like, just like any other cheating nigga. What you mean? Like, cut that shit out. So he like, we should have been had this conversation. I said, well, you kept saying more conversation needed to be had. I said, you kept hitting around and stuff, but you just didn't want to come out and tell me. I said, I just wanted you to know. And I'm calm still. I'm so calm talking to him. I'm like, I just wanted you to know, like, I know that baby is yours. I seen the picture she posted. Like, the baby got the same initials as you. First and middle and last name. It's all you. Same initials. And it's the same exact name that you told me you wanted to name our child. So cut it out. He like, man, that's what you want to go with? That's what you want to go with? I'm like, that's what I know. I got my answer. I got what I needed. Because the way you responded to me right now is telling me everything I need to know. Because if it wasn't your child, you'll be like, for real, babe, like, that's not my child. Like, for real. But every time 
he goes in this defense mode and just start talking over me and fussing and making it like I'm the problem. And I'm just like, at this point, I don't know what to do. Like, I know what to do. I know what I need to do. And he like, if you want to move on, just move on. Just say that. If you need closure, just tell me you need closure. You keep coming at me with this bull crap. Just tell me you need closure. I'm like, what I need is the truth. But I have the truth. I don't need the truth. I just want him to really come out and say it. But he's not going to do that. I don't think guys understand. Sometimes if you just tell the truth, you don't know what us women are willing to accept. Tell me what it really is so I know what to expect from you and I know what to put out because I can give out the same energy. But if I still want you in my life for whatever reason, I can do that as well. So give me the option to figure out what I want to do with you. Don't make that decision for me by lying. The trust is already gone. It's gone. But for some reason, I still want him in my space, even though I know the nigga is lying and had a baby on me. Now, I don't even know how long he was knowing this girl, but I know he talked about he wanting to have a child with me, and then this girl ends up pregnant. Just help me, Jess. Thanks. Girl, first of all, that was long as shit, all right? And you made me mad so many goddamn times that I had to write notes. I had to write notes while I was listening to your story. First of all, you from Baltimore. Bitch, what you doing? What the fuck is you doing just from me to you? And me and you got the same name and I ain't talking about my first name. Me and you got the same name. Bitch, what the fuck is you doing? Going down there, taking that shit from a Charlotte nigga? You could have stayed home and took that shit from one of these niggas. The fuck? You're pissing me off, for real. Because you're too old for this shit. Now I'm going to be professional. All right. So after listening to everything, baby girl. All right, let's go to the beginning. Your first instinct, when you walked in that damn condo, you seen the woman's touch. You pointed that out specifically. You seen it. So you already know what it was. Because most of the time when we feel something in our stomach, we feel something and we know it's called woman intuition. You know that. We're right most of the time. I'm not going to say women are always right. But very seldom are we not. You are right in your mind. You seem to have a lot of sense. But you ignore that shit a lot. Ever heard of like mind over matter? You need to do mind over heart sometimes. That's what us women need to realize we need to do. Mind over heart. You love with your heart. You think with your mind. But you need both. But you need your mind more than your motherfucking heart. Because your heart going to have you somewhere, girl, going crazy. All right. Now bringing it back to that one particular night. When he told you that three o'clock in the morning bullshit. And you got up and left and you waited till the next day to say something. Now, he was right about one thing. Communicate, communicate. He ain't shit. All right. But he was not lying about that. Communicate. Because honestly, if you would have said that shit when he told you, I don't want you to have to get up three o'clock in the morning. You should have said that shit right there. Well, I never have to get up three o'clock in the morning. You always leave me here. What's the problem now? Do you want me to leave? Or what? Are you expecting somebody else? Or, you know, whatever. Regardless of his fucking response. As long as his ass wouldn't have swung on you, ain't shit to lose. You can get mad in my face all day, huff and puff, blow this motherfucking house down, nigga. But I'm asking you a question. Why would you say this to me when you let me let myself out any other time? You done left me in your house. You said you've been to the condo, you've been to the townhouse, and all of that. You were supposed to say something right then and there. But you leaving time for it to simmer, you saying something the next day gave him a chance to fucking lie to you. 
He lied to you. He was able to lie because he could have said anything at that point because the moment is now past. It's over. And he did what is, exactly what he was supposed to do. Oh, no, babe, why you didn't say nothing then? I, you know, I would never want you to leave. You, you know, smoothing shit over for you. Communicate in real time. You know, that's what I'm learning in my relationship now. I have to communicate things in real time. You don't let a person make you mad and then you wait days and days or even hours and hours to say something. Say something right then and there. Now, not about every little thing, but you have to communicate in real time. You can't just let shit go on because niggas can't read minds. Men cannot read your mind. All right. We can read theirs a lot more than they can read ours. And honestly, men don't want to read our minds because they have the time. They already can kind of feel what we're thinking. And they, they scared of that shit, that confrontation. So communicate. Now, you said he likes to flip the script. He likes to cut you off when you talk. He likes to yell over you and, and play the victim and make you feel bad. And then you end up feeling bad and all of that shit. Girl, that's manipulative. That's narcissism. You're dealing with a manipulative narcissist here. Grade A. Now, you smart. You seem to have some nice investigation skills talking about the evidence that you saved from the girl's uh, page. You figured out she was a nail tech. That's good. Your snooping game is A1, all right? But I knew before you finished that shit, because I done been fixing mess for months now, that that damn condo is either hers or theirs. It ain't just his. And you were there probably when her ass and his ass wasn't getting along. Because just like y'all been on and off, they probably been on and off too, but just much longer. He seems to know this girl. He probably been fucking with that girl since he had his wife. Right after he had his wife. Talking about he, he was living in his fucking car. Okay, Tyler Paris. The fuck? Get up on your motherfucking own two feet. So it seems like he still likes for women to take care of him because he's still he living with the nail tech bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. His baby mother slash girlfriend. Probably soon to be another fucking wife because she's taking care of him. That fucking townhouse he had you sitting up in probably wasn't his either. We have to realize patterns and act accordingly, not keep going on and on with it, girl. Keep playing along and shit. Because if you ask me, you waited too damn long to say anything to him. You call yourself building a case like he was going to give a fuck. Girl, he didn't give a fuck. After you found out that he was dealing with the nail tech, you even made it your business. You put so much energy into investigating when you already knew what the hell was going on. You even asked him, showed him his own girlfriend, because that's what the fuck she was, and asked, oh, should I go to her to get my nails done? You playing games with your damn self. You already knew what he was going to do. And of course he was going to say, oh, no, she she has problems, and no, no, she don't do good, and, and she do no call, no shows, and she's not the most professional. He wanted to keep y'all apart as long as he could, not even to save your feelings, but to save hers, because he got way more to lose with her than with you. Because you ain't going no damn where. That's your problem. Still, after I try to fix your mess, you still ain't going to go no damn where. That's my problem with you. And the way you talk about, oh, we've been on and off, on and off. It's no real foundation. It was never any real foundation or any loyalty there. It was never any of that. So how did you expect for this man to have kids with you, to marry you? You know, listen, I'm going to tell you something, honey. I know you didn't heard your mom or, or your grandmother or some older woman in your life tell you these men will tell you what the fuck you want to hear to get what they want. I've been hearing that shit since I was eight years old. My aunts telling my cousins, my mother telling my aunts, my, you know, my grandmother telling my mother, my, like seriously, it's true. So when you finally bring this shit up to him, you send him all the screenshots from all your investigation, you gathered all your evidence and you show him and he calls you on 10, made up a whole motherfucking lie about how his ex-wife 
was going to use something with alimony or something. So he had to pay this nail tech girl to put up a fake registry for a real fucking baby. So now you have a man lying on his unborn child. So he really don't give a fuck. He really is socio for real. And if you don't know what socio is, that's a person with no motherfucking feelings. They just lie. They just do shit and don't feel anything. Going around hurt people and they don't feel shit. That's why when you hung up that damn phone after telling him you knew that the baby was his and you found out he fucking with the nail tech and all of that shit, he didn't call your ass back. Matter of fact, he didn't talk to your ass for 10 months and you came back to him. You bothering him. You the damn problem. You in your own way. You too good for this shit. What you doing? You don't know your damn worth. What is wrong with you? You said he ignored you over that course of 10 months. He ignored you over those 10 months. You kept reaching out, reaching out. For what? What do you want? I would feel the same way if I was him. What do you want? Cats out the bag. He don't need to lie to you. I don't know why the hell he ever even tried to lie to you. He don't need to. Obviously, you stand. You'll be fine with the truth or a damn lie. So he just lying for fun because you ain't going nowhere. In fact, you're begging him for time and you know he got a family. So now you're in the wrong. Because just because you will accept that shit does not mean somebody else will. You putting yourself through this shit. You never gave that man no real consequences. So you gave him a lot of power over you. And then to hear you say that you told him 10 months later after he came to see you, you didn't want to say nothing because you just wanted to enjoy the time. How the hell can you enjoy anything with him? Like this is just unrelatable and this is just disgusting. This is crazy. Tell me all you want is the truth. You know the truth. Why do you need confirmation from him? Why? And listen, you think that little 10 months was a break? You tried to move on. You think you tried to move on. You never did because you said it yourself. You never blocked him on social media. You never deleted his number. You never did. He never blocked you. He didn't need to. It didn't fucking matter. He don't care. He don't give a fuck because you're going to be there no matter what. And that's not good. Hey, this man walking all over you and shit. And you begging him to be back with you. He had a fucking baby on you lying, having you in everybody else's house but his own because he don't have none. Now he got a baby and you just need for him to say it's his. Girl, get your fucking life together. Seriously. Don't even check back in with me because you still going to be there. You a damn fool. Oh, I'm sorry the Bible say don't call people fools. You a damn nut. And just like that, we're going to end this episode. That shit pissed me off. This girl from fucking Baltimore. You crazy as a girl. <sighs> Tune in each and every Wednesday, y'all. I'm going to get the hell up out of here. Oh my God, this shit got me so pissed off. Tune in also to Reckless Discussions tonight. And she done made me mad this morning. And y'all gonna see on this episode of Reckless Discussions, London gonna make my ass mad tonight. I'm tired of these women, y'all. Y'all tune in every Wednesday to everything I got going on. And in my deepest pan voice, peace. Shit.
Carefully Reckless is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.